Dear friends in Christ, welcome to this podcast from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. All Saints is a loving, welcoming parish serving Southeast Portland for over a century. Our purpose is to celebrate God's love, seek and serve Christ in all persons, and go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Today, we invite you to join the Reverend Andrea Skornick as she preaches the gospel and explores the mysteries of God in our modern world. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Mother of us all, Amen. In last week's gospel reading, for those who remember it, Jesus talked about what you do if someone offends you. Today's reading is the part two of that conversation. It picks up with uh, with Peter asking the follow-up question, saying to Jesus, so in those cases where you've been offended, how many times should you forgive that person who's causing the offense? He throws out what probably seems to him like a big number, trying to look good, saying like seven times, probably thinking, I bet none of these guys would forgive seven times. Jesus gives the mind-blowing response, not seven, but 77 times. Some translations even say 70 times seven. And really, it's immaterial which one of those is correct because Jesus isn't saying you draw the line at 78 or 491. The kind of forgiveness he's talking about isn't something you can count or keep track of. To help explain this to them, he tells the parable of a king whose slave owes him 10,000 talents. A denarius was about a day's wage, and one talent was about 6,000 denarii. So 10,000 talents would have been like 60 million denarii or 60 million days worth of labor, another incalculable amount. It would be an absurd sum for a slave to owe, like who even lent that to him? There was no way he could possibly settle this debt, and the king has the right to sell the slave, his family, and all of their possessions. Instead, He not only releases the slave, but he cancels the debt entirely. The slave, then, who apparently has learned nothing from all of this, turns around and demands for a far smaller amount that's owed to him by another slave, 100 denarii, which could have been reasonably paid back, and he throws him in prison. This parable helps us understand the nature of God's forgiveness. Like the king, God forgives us endlessly. God doesn't try to settle accounts or keep score. God meets our wrongdoing with mercy and generosity, wiping the slate clean, giving us a new chance again and again, and welcoming us with open arms no matter what. 
the parable also shows us what kind of forgiveness God is calling us to. God wants us to forgive in the same way God does, with that same lavish, mind-bending love and grace, which is a pretty tall order. Yet when we're living from that awareness of all that we have been given and forgiven by God, it is then easier to go and give the same to someone else. And that's exactly what made it hard for the slave, because he didn't fully grasp or let sink in what the king had done for him. When we are abiding in God's love and grace, it isn't a struggle. Living in light of God's mercy and grace lets us access it, like it's right there to draw on readily. It is not, however, to abandon accountability or to allow unwanted behavior to go on. Forgiveness does not mean letting abuse continue, and it does not mean ignoring our pain. This is where we need to hold the passage from today with the instruction from last week, where Jesus says what to do if someone offends or hurts you. He says, go to them directly and share your concerns. This is one of those places where we use I statements, like when this happened, this is how I felt, or this is what that meant for me. It is not attacking the other person, but sharing with them honestly. It's a form of accountability because, one, we are holding up the other's actions to try to seek understanding, and it's also to prevent further abuse. We are addressing that is behavior that is not okay. And sometimes it means we have to set clear boundaries for moving forward. To be clear, forgiveness does not mean condoning what happened, denying it, or minimizing it. And it doesn't mean that we have to stay in the line of fire. Created in God's image, we are not meant to be verbally or physically abused. And if anyone is treating us as less than a child of God, we need to get out of the way. As I once heard said, you can forgive that person from outside their war zone. That's why these two readings are so important to hold together. They show the need for both justice and mercy, both accountability and forgiveness. Just imagine the kind of world you're in if you have one without the other. So we need both of those things present in Christian community and in our relationships with each other. Now at this point, some of you might be thinking, well, that's all well and good, but what about that parable's ending? You know, the part where the slave is being tortured eternally, and Jesus says, so my heavenly Father will also do to you if you don't forgive? Whoa! What do we do with that? We shouldn't ignore the unsettling things that are in Scripture. Those are places to be curious. And also be curious when we see apparent contradictions. Like, why would Jesus go to length to tell the followers to forgive without limit and then tell about a king who forgives an impossible debt 
only to have him not forgive on the second time that forgiveness is needed? That doesn't quite make sense. In the rabbinic tradition, hyperbolic details like this are meant to get our attention. Like if we didn't get it up to this point, forgiveness is really important to God. But the ending isn't about God's punishment so much as it's about what it's like for us when we don't forgive. While the king gives the sentence, really that slave is in a prison of his own making. He is given this gift of incredible grace, and then he turns around and acts small and petty and mean. He has not been changed by the experience whatsoever. Now just imagine what it's like to be him. Is that a life that you would want to step into and experience? No! It sounds terrible, torturous even. In the same way, when we don't forgive, it's like being in a prison of our own making. One where we are hanging on to the offense and thus letting it hurt us a thousand times over because we don't acknowledge the pain it's causing and because we don't let go. In other words, we're not punished for not forgiving. We are punished by it. Rabbi Harold Kushner gives a great example in one of his books. He tells about a woman in his congregation who came to him and said, since my husband walked out on us, every month is a struggle to pay our bills. I have to tell my kids we have no money to go to the movies while he's living it up with his new wife in another state. How can you tell me to forgive him? The rabbi replied, I'm not asking you to forgive him because what he did was acceptable. It wasn't. I'm asking you to forgive because he doesn't deserve the power to live in your head and turn you into a bitter, angry person. You're not hurting him by holding on to your resentment, but you're hurting yourself. When we release others through forgiveness, we find that we ourselves are released. This happens when we acknowledge the impact the other person's actions had on us, and I'll allow ourselves to face it and feel it. And then we let go. Letting go releases us from the prison their sin has created. And we make a conscious choice to release them. We release the right to hold the offense over them. We release our right to do to them what they did to us. We end the cycle of violence by refusing to perpetuate what they started. It is liberation in the deepest sense. We see a great example in the story of Joseph that we heard in our first lesson today. If you remember the story, what his brothers did took everything from him. His family, his freedom, the life he knew. Years later, as a powerful, respected leader in Egypt, when his, their lives were in his hands, he could have easily gotten justice. But he chose mercy. 
he says, what you meant for evil, naming it, God was able to use for good. The brother's sin didn't get the last word in Joseph's life, and there was redemption. And Joseph's life became one of immense blessing, and he saved countless lives. Prefacing the parable, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is like, and then he goes on to tell a story about immeasurable forgiveness. The kingdom of God, the reign of heaven on earth, is the reality we create as we forgive each other. And we have it in us. The mercy and generosity of the king is in us also, as people made in the image of God. As part of our nature, we will function and feel our best when we are forgiving. Who or what do we need to forgive? What can we release to make way for heaven in our lives? What is it like to live in light of God's infinite love and grace? Through forgiveness, we can access the same unfathomable mercy and generosity that is in us too. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast offering from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. For more resources from All Saints, or to support this or our many other outreach ministries, please visit allsaintspdx.org.